Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-of-the-box points of view. Today we're putting our fantasy transfer hats back on and picking three players we'd sign for Newcastle United in the January transfer window. Now, obviously, the club are in a relegation fight, so the transfers have got to be realistic. No Erling Haaland or Kylian Mbappe, for example. We're also doing another round of our football pet peeves, or what we like to call Room One-on-One. I'm your host, Harry Brent. All right, we'll kick off. We'll start with pet peeves, shall we? Because we ain't done one of those for a while, and we all know how much we enjoy those. Um, so, Dave, we, we, the last one we did was ages ago. I think it was September, and you got your first one on the board. So we're going back to room one-on-one, ladies and gentlemen. Back to room one-on-one. This is where the jingle plays. <laughs> and um, who wants to kick us off? Who's pissed off? I'll kick us off. Okay. So my pet peeve is when, or my pet peeve for this week is when a player puts in a crunching tackle and they legitimately injure the player, whether intentionally or not, and then they don't go over and apologise or check if they're okay. That's such a nice pet peeve. Yeah, because I must clarify, for me, I'm definitely being competitive and combative, but I think there should also be sportsmanship in that as well. So it's okay to put in a big crunching tackle, but if if the player is genuinely injured or down... I feel that it should be your duty to just check on them, see that they're okay. So when when you say injured, you don't mean like has to be taken off. You just mean that they 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 hurt. Yeah, yeah, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, they're hurt. So just check and be like, right, okay. Because if it's 50-50, you know, those things can happen. But then I feel that there should be some duty of care to be like, you know, are you all right? And then you shake hands and then you go on, you move on, you play the game sort of thing. Do you not think though that with... Um, oh, say COVID <laughs> No, God, no, no. Um, you know, we all know what football's like and the criticism footballers get. People feign being hurt, people feign injury for lots of reasons. To yeah. you, know, you know, is it not wiser just to kind of t- take care of you? Would it, would you not, as a manager, advise the player? No, uh, fair enough. Be a nice guy, but be a nice guy after the game. You don't need to be a nice guy. Sure, That's the kind of thing Roy Keane might say. But in that time, the physio still has to look care of them. So I'm just saying, like, whilst the physio is checking on them, just being like, "Are you okay?" And then, because it's not like you still have that period of time where the physio comes on if the player is down for a, for a long period of time or whatever. And then during that time, while they're just getting checked, just be like, "Oh, you're okay, mate. You're all right." And then you go to your own side. Is there a recent instance that? sparked this like do you remember someone doing that and you were like I think I've just seen it quite frequently and I think I've been a bit shocked where it's been like a, a big crunching 50-50 tackle and the player has been down and I've just been like okay that's fair but do you not want to just check on him say like oh you okay and then yeah you don't know it doesn't have to be like oh my god mate are you all right did this like big massive thing but just sort of like a you okay yeah I'm okay cool right I'm gonna go off you make sure you're all right and then you can go and have another battle or whatever so it's not to, i don't want to take away that competitive edge or that combative edge but i just still want there to be a sort of element of sportsmanship in that competition does it well. not take away from the us versus them mentality that some people might need to have to compete at this level no, some people need to get in the red and get angry get aggressive and that's part of the game that. you can still have that you can still be like put that crunching tackle in but it's like saying that if you 
clearly injured or saw someone fainting, you wouldn't go towards them because it's like, no, that takes away the competitive edge sort of thing. You can still be like that, but there's still a human element to it, I think. We, we're not privy to what, like, I know there are microphones on the pitch, but I mm. sometimes feel like they, they mu- not all the time, you're probably right, but they must say stuff to each other. If there's a big collision and they're both on the floor together, we wouldn't hear, we wouldn't necessarily hear a, sorry, mate, or whatever, you know, because because a the cameras are not are not on it yeah. and b we can't hear so that it may happen it's it just we don't hear it. Sorry, it just has to be like a part of my you're right mate and then yeah. it doesn't have to be like oh my god I'm so sorry I should have pulled in because I'm not saying that you should apologise for the tackle I'm just saying that you should check on your opponent just to be like okay you're okay yeah that's cool yeah and then you can go back to flipping going at it yeah okay <laughs> and that's me no yeah, I mean, I mean well, I, <laughs> I think it's a noble thing. It's a noble thing to 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 act to annoy or you know to to sort of for you to notice. I agree with you. I I know that if I did if I put in a, a challenge to someone and I thought I'd hurt them, I would apologize because you know generally speaking, you're not trying to hurt them. You, you know, but well, you at the same time, they fall over and then you put your arm out and then you pull them up and it's like okay, right, cool, yeah, like yeah, okay, let's go again, sort of thing. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I just don't know whether that. Yeah, I don't know whether I've ever. That's the first time I've ever thought about it, to be honest. But I, I can't disagree with you. But I don't know whether I share it as a, mm. as a peeve. All right, I'll I'll go next. So, okay. my pet peeve. It's a bit less relevant than 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 it was a few weeks ago. But my pet peeve is children running on the pitch, to either get a hug off their favourite player or <laughs> get a, get some sort of moment with, with them. And I, and I tell you for why. So, I mean, the, the, the one that really annoyed me was, was the little Irish girl who ran on... Ronaldo. Yeah, and yeah. got Ronaldo. Went, ran on to Ronaldo. It was Ireland versus Portugal in Dublin. Fair enough. You know, you're probably never going to see Ronaldo again in, in Ireland. He's got no reason to ever go there. My, my my frustration is not so much at the kids because let's you know the kids but it's the parents who obviously push them to doing these things but what pissed me off about the Ronaldo one was the girl went on Irish radio the next morning so very <laughs> very keen to promote what she'd done and she spoke to the to the presenters about and she said like um oh you know well because obviously it's illegal what I did my dad's been fined 2,000 euros but uh you know and I, I but I hope someone's going to step in and pay that for us I was just I was like cough you've broken the rule you ran onto the pitch you, didn't, you know like why why is that acceptable if it was if it's a kid fair enough they're harmless generally speaking but it's not if it was an adult you wouldn't you wouldn't let it stand the, the Irish FA stepped in and paid it which fair enough it looks good oh aren't we nice but they shouldn't have done it that you should not allow you should and, and guess what guess what it sparked in the space of a week uh, someone ran on against psg man city kids ran yeah. on really and didn't we see the other week some some geezer ran on at a women's match filming himself and then yeah, it no, was, it, it, it was it uh, some care yeah someone checked it, it's one of those things if, you, if like you know i i think if when you have adults running on the cameras go off and they go like oh you know we're not showing this this is you know we're not encouraging this but when it comes to kids it's like oh isn't that adorable but it's the bloody parents who are encouraging them to do it that shouldn't shouldn't just rules shouldn't just apply to them just because they're bloody kids 
I don't want with this one. I don't want to just sound like a, a grumpy old bastard, which I'm sure people listening will think I am. I, I just think that the rules have to the rules can't just not apply in specific such in just random situations. It should do, the rule, same rules should apply for everybody. And like I'll be just hiring because, children to go get me football shirts so I can sell them. Do yours, Ash, maybe. Yeah, Ash, do yours. I mean, it's based upon when there's a free kick or a throw in. And the player who's taking said free kick or throwing cuts the ball about 10 yards in front of them. Wait, so, so oh, what? What? <laughs> right, so you get the free kick. Yeah. yeah. From the spot you fouled, uh-huh. the player then throws the ball forward 10 yards. Isn't this what happened oh. with Tottenham against? Oh, you mean you mean when they spin it and like to, to uh, No, no, when they put it when they put it 10 yards forward of where the foul actually happened, or where they walk. Like 10, 15 yards of the touchline <laughs> to take a throw in from where they got the throw in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, so when they just when they just abuse the when fact that the referee's not going to put it back. Like but, but my issue isn't with the players doing that, it's with the referees not pulling not, them up for it. Not pulling them up for it just because it'll disrupt the flow of the game. I, don't, I think it's worth worth it not happening to not, not disrupt the flow of the game. So my issue with this comes from. Uh, obviously Tottenham over the last few years and the Mourinho and Nuno playing quite a defensive deep line right so when you're trying to play out it takes quite a bit to get the ball forward it takes quite a while for the ball to go anywhere forward and if that ball goes out of play and then the opposition pulls up 10 yards more than they deserve to it it makes an impact because then that's 10 yards you're going to have to get back and I mean this just we were in a Champions League final <laughs> in 2019, and um, which we talked about gaining 10 yards on <laughs> so that's how far we I know. Fall. I know what you mean, though, because sometimes they really can take the piss, particularly with yeah. um, the throw-ins. Like they can literally it's both ways, though. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, I say the only thing with a throw-in is is that generally speaking, they're not. <sighs> They're not gaining. I don't know. The, 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 the instances are annoying, and I know what you mean. If you are playing a, if you are playing a, you know, trying to play a, a deep line or a high line, that's going to affect it. But I think that usually, when you let's say you move a free kick forward, you're only moving it forward because the defense has already dropped. So it's not like you're bypassing any players by moving the ball forward. Same sort of with the throw-in, because the throw-in is kind of limited. You know, you're only really going to play it to the first man. But I, but I do know what you mean. That this, this does sometimes. This does annoy me. And I, I wish that. I, and as I say, I think the, you're right. The, the, the peeve yeah. is with the ref because they, they. Yeah, the beef is definitely with the refs. I think it's yeah. what it's one of those issues where if they punish it a few times, people will stop doing it. Yeah. So one referee, Mike Dean, may have to take the hit and disrupt the flow of the game a few times. So yeah, they, they, free they seem happy enough now with like everything with VAR, like you know retaking penalties or keepers stepping off their line and they're keen enough to, to look at all those things they might as well be you know and little things like you know they stop the wall moving forward if the wall moves a little bit forward a free kick so why not stop the players moving forward a little bit on the throwing so I think record what you said Harry do you really gain an advantage having Sorry. Right, so I'm going to harken back to the first game of the season last year against Tot- with Tottenham and Everton. Okay, and Tottenham lost the game to Everton from a one nil, one nil. First off, it wasn't the free kick. First off, and secondly, 
the free kick happened about 20 yards further down the pitch, right? So what Everton have done, they've thrown it for the 20 yards, got the better angle on it, whipped a ball in, go on. Well, that was a, and that cost top of the point. But that was a free kick, not a throw-in, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, they're still moving. That was the ball that forward. was part of his. That was part of the thing. It's both whipping the ball forward, like basically just gaining, oh, gaining an unfair advantage dead, by dead, moving dead, the ball. Yeah. Row, you're up, bro. Right. So this one, this one's been in in my pet peeve locker for some time. I've been waiting for the opportune moment. I've got oh, a few. Yeah. Got a few. <sighs> Right, so it is when a goal has gone in, but yeah, it's been heavily deflected. Yet the player that t- took the shot celebrates it like like he owns that goal when he shouldn't own any of that goal because it wasn't like it, like the ball wasn't even on target, but then it's just somehow deflected in. He's like, yeah, it was all me. It was all me. It's like... How can, you, how can you celebrate that? How can you? I don't mind like a little, like, yeah, 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 but when they go when they go in hard on the celebration, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, no, would you just prefer be happy that the team scored? Yeah, we, 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 are they are they celebrating the goal or are they like as in they've scored a goal or are they celebrating the fact that they're winning? Goal has been scored. They're celebrating the fact that they have somehow. Got some ownership of a goal which shouldn't be theirs. But if but if it's it's but it's still like I know what you mean, but it's still they have caused the goal. Do you know what I mean? I understand, but they're celebrating it like that was the initial plan. When what would you what would you prefer them like put their hands up and apologize? No, like just be like right. just be like <laughs> just be like yeah, all right, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Is it like for you, Ro, is it like the equivalent of someone who assists a goal celebrating their assist? Yeah. You know, you know what it, you know what it is. It, it's for, for me. It's like I appreciate that. For me, it's like <laughs> imagine that really good. It's really off good. And going to another corner. Like. <laughs> for me, it's just really good shit houseery. So sometimes I'm like, oh. and then other times I'm like, ah, oh, fair enough. He's he's just he's winding the team up here. In these instances in which you give different reactions, are they based on which side is your team? <laughs> no, even even like we're Rose, watching. Rose very anti City when he wants to be. No. Yeah, no, he's constantly anti City. It's every City player who thinks Pep Guardiola is not that good. <laughs> I mean, you're being a bit jump, jumping the gun a bit too much there. <laughs> would you Would you like to see a, re- a reaction like you remember? You know, you know when. Um, players do something but like they go for a ball but an own goal is scored you know there's instances where the camera mm. can't really tell who scored it and you, you usually tell by the reaction because they're they're not like going wild as you say yeah. they're just sort of smiling and hugging they go to a teammate yeah. to hug him because they're like I feel a bit awkward celebrating this would you prefer that sort of situation I would prefer that if there's like as a team they go right right we've got a goal fair enough let's just move on like don't celebrate it like it should be in the put cash award I yeah. would prefer it if their knee slides towards the corner flag with the uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. It just, it just opens the door. Yeah. It opens the door for them to be complete and utter shit houses. <laughs> to be honest, I, it does I was... my head in. It really does my head in, but so, it sometimes also makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> what if it was? What if it was like a player who never? Do you remember when? Um, this is going back a bit, but Peter Crouch, when he signed for Liverpool, he went on a 
he went on a bit of a run where he didn't he just didn't score for well, after he signed and they were like is he ever going to score and then he'd missed a few big chances and then he took mm. he had a shot that from about 30 yards that took a massive deflection that went up in the air like 35 yards in the air <laughs> looped up and over the keeper and and he and he went wild he's like yeah I've, I've done it and then in the in the post match interview they were like Oh, well, they might take that off you for a, you know, as an own goal. And he's like, no fucking chance. <laughs> so in that scenario, I think you could, you could accept him celebrating because yeah. um, it's the first goal. But I take your point when it, when it's, when it's obviously it's got more to do with the deflection than it mm. has whatever you've done, like relax a bit. Like I wouldn't mind a celebration if it was like sheer shot going, Oh, all right. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. Go on then. Hey. But to actually like celebrate as if, that was the intent. It's like, <clears throat> nah. Well, we'll have a, we'll have a vote, shall we? I think I'm going to vote for Ash. Ash is uh, the throw the throw in and free kick thing. It doesn't actually. I, I hate it. There's, I'm voting for it for the same reason I, I had my thing. I'm like, if the rules are in place, stick to them. Don't don't let little rule breaks happen that's why i'm voting for it you're being pedantic dave, yeah. dave <laughs> I, I i like i like your your noble he's voting you know, for me in it, Apo- it, you know in essence he's voting for himself <laughs> <laughs> yeah well no of course yeah of course but dave i <laughs> i agree with yours in the sense that I think that would be nice. It, I, I, it's never annoyed me, but mm-hmm. particularly because I'm, I'm usually the kind of person that's like, let it let it all out on the pitch. So long as there's a handshake and you go for a beer after the game, I, I don't really mind. Even like I, I've had games when I've been shouting and cursing at, or, and then people have been shouting and cursing at me. But then, as long as you're fine after the after the whistle, then that's the most important thing for me. So I was a bit in, like. I, as much as I agree that it's better if someone just apologises because it's good, but it's never really annoyed me. Um, and Ro, yeah, I, yours is more funny than annoying. <laughs> so I, I just think, like, there's lots of... Like, if, if, if a centre-back did it, I just feel like, fair play, mate. Like, you're not going to... Imagine, like, Sylvan Distan, like... Yeah, Sylvan Distan doing it. I'd, yeah, I'd but I just, it is funny, but at the same yeah, time, it's just so annoying. It's like... <laughs> it's, it's funny in the right context. It's more like a wind-up. It's like, like you said, it, yeah. it's, they're just taking the mate because they know it's a ridiculously bad goal. Yeah. Uh, Ashley? Uh, I think I'm going to vote for Eggpies because it's just not nice, is it? It's not fair. <laughs> no, because I feel like, honestly, like when this does happen, like, I, I mean... In Egby's case, I know you didn't really mention any specific incidents, but mm. you know when it does happen, someone in your team where you have like this emotional connection to, it does really rile you up. When, oh, what, when, when you, you think know, like, oh, they've they've hurt my player, kind of thing. Yeah, because I mean, I literally cannot stand Mitrovic just because he was mean to Davinson Sanchez once. But I, I don't <laughs> like Davinson Sanchez that much. Yeah, and this this is just but, the bottom. But, would, a, but would, a, would an apology make it better, or would you just think, think screw you, don't I make the challenge? Yeah, because if he's if he's if he's like you know outright saying fuck you, like yeah. sorry, oops, you know, like, I do not care that I've hurt you. Then yeah, round me up, he goes over and says, "Oh mate, sorry." It's like oh, just doing business, isn't it really? Yeah, and it doesn't even have it's to not be personal. It's just like, business. 
yeah, it's like, it doesn't have to be like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm so sorry. It just has to be, are you okay, mate? Are you all right? Whilst he's down. And then he's like, yeah, I'm cool. Ro, you're up, bro. What are you saying? Uh, I've got to go with yours. Ha- is, that ha- is that Harry? <laughs> yes. I'm going to go with yours. Like remember saying, what I did for you. <laughs> it it kind of coincides with another pet peeves that I've got within my locker. Um, so yeah, just kids generally. I hate kids. Whoa, whoa! Kids, kids attending football matches shouldn't be allowed. No, it's just that that, like, say, I think it's it's one rule for one. Just because it's a kid shouldn't be any different. Nice. Just the younger version. Because, like you say, the intention there is more likely not them to be instigated yeah. by an adult. So, it's like the puppets. Yeah. I'm going to be very diplomatic and vote for Roe. Does that mean that we all have a vote? Uh, yes, it does. I've <laughs> got a vote. God's sake. <laughs> Given the fact that Newcastle have obviously got these new mega rich owners, the exact nature of their wealth. Is kind of still unknown until they actually start spending. But generally speaking, they've got a lot of money. Uh, they're going to have a bit of their fans are finally going to have a bit of fun for the first time in 20 years. So we, what we thought we'd do is we would put our fantasy transfer hats on, which we've done for our own clubs. And now we thought we'd do it for Newcastle, specifically for the January transfer window, which, which is intriguing because obviously they may have all the money in the world, but they're in a relegation fight. So they're not going to be able to get everybody they you know they'd like to um so we, we've decided to pick three players that if we were a newcastle manager we we'd we'd buy so it has to be realistic transfers i mean look you can maybe in a in a year's time or two years time they might be able to get mbappe but i don't if anyone's got mbappe take him off your list now because it's just not gonna <laughs> happen in january all right well who wants to kick us off kick us off ash so um yeah, this is quite good. I enjoyed this. Um, I've seen them. I, I did have uh, Dusan Vlahovic on my uh, thing initially, yes. and I was thinking that he's, that's probably a bit too big as, to be seen as a realistic. Yeah, he's he's uh, with Juve, Manu, top, like uh, Tottenham are actually four position signing actually, mate. If you uh, is, if that you, is, you is that because Harry, Harry Kane's leaving? No, <laughs> no, he's going to play. going to play up front together. No. But yeah, I, I think. We did that age It depends on where on where Newcastle eventually get to. That may be a realistic thing in the summer, but right now yeah. I'd say probably so, January, I think, I think, But probably then I see an article saying that they're going to offer 100 million for him. So I saw that. I'm, I saw that today. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm you know, big brains. Uh, where did you see that? I, I saw that on the Daily Star. I don't, you don't want to trust the Daily Star. It was the Daily Star, yes, but I don't but then, does that mean that Conte has won? I didn't, I didn't write that one, so that's all right. You can just the only trust one it. I trust. So I thought, you know, we'll bin him off. And I was thinking, I'll go for a defender, a fullback, mm-hmm. and a midfielder. So my first defender, uh, actually, I'll go for the midfielder first. And that's a long move for one, Bamadeli Ali. Uh, Bamadeli Ali. Bamadeli Ali. Um, yeah. There's no okay. long moves here. There's no loan moves. It's a full transfer. I'm over a loan move. I can't sell Deli Ali. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Interesting. Yeah, okay. So, I think, obviously, he needs some game time. He 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 has got some magic within him. If uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Howe can get that out, I think Eddie Howe's the right man to try and get that out of him. Right now, anyway, he'd get a run of games. Uh, and he could potentially 
I think I think like if he's on form, uh, you know, playing alongside St. Max and you know Callum Wilson, yeah. I think that's a pretty pretty good attacking force you've got right there if they're all on form. And I think that's definitely enough to stay in the Premier League. Do you, do you think? Because I, I like I like that shot. I didn't think that. I, I agree with you that they. That I think he's exactly the sort of player they would need. I've got quite a similar player, not him, but I feel like they need a bit of creativity, a bit of potential goals and stuff in midfield. Do you think he would go? Like I know he's struggling at Tottenham, but he's not. It's not like he's sort of gone out on loan elsewhere. Do you think he? Do you think he'd be motivated by a relegation scrap? Um, not really I'm, motivated, motivated by anything else, though, is he? <laughs> Yeah. So he needs to get motivated by something. Three different managers now have failed to get the best out of him. Yeah, at Tottenham. I think he needs to move away somewhere. I think with the current form he's in, not many people will be coming in for him. I think PSG are the only ones with sniffing. That's because they're managed by Mauricio Pochettino, who was yeah. the only manager who seemed to get the best out of him. But if that falls through, who else is really coming in for Deli Ali? Yeah, I suppose it. From a from Deli Alice's perspective, thinking about it, it's probably actually not not the worst move because if you're still Premier you know, League player, if, 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 yeah, if, even if the if whether it was a loan or a sell, like if Newcastle go down, someone will probably have you in the Prem. Or you put you might even be able to stay in Newcastle. And actually, but you know, that's not a bad place to kind of rebuild your career. Just given that if you did yeah, get I mean, six months back, there, there'll be a good will team play every game. Years. Yeah, I, I imagine he would play every game, and if he finds some form, he's there. He's got a spot back yeah. from where in the Tottenham. It gives him the chance to prove himself. It's not a dead baller, yeah. As people keep referring him to him as. I'll go with the fullback. Uh-huh. I've gone for Luca Dean. Luca Dean. Well, yeah, very available seemingly at the moment. <laughs> Pissed off and, with Rafa. Yeah, and. Everton are, you know, uh, in in the midst of a financial issue. They're uh, at risk of breaching financial fair play when the uh, numbers come out year end. So they're in a position where they need to sell a player. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think if you could have some creativity on that left wing, uh, St. Max likes to run inside, stick him on the left, have an overlapping run from Luca Dean. Cal Wilson, Deli Alley running into the box. And then... Uh, well, you'll see later about my, my centre-back option, but then you've got an aerial threat Yeah, uh, from set-pieces. Uh, you've got someone to deliver the set-pieces. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I think he's just a fantastic player. I think he would move for the money. Yeah, and it sort of feels now, given, obviously, so, so after supposedly falling out with Benitez in, in the last couple of weeks, um, it, it, almost, it almost feels like a half-realistic move, you know, as a kind of, like, F you, I'm off kind of thing. I don't think that if he was in in Everton's team, you know, starts, uh, you know, if there wasn't any problems, I'm not sure he would go. But I think given the last couple of weeks, not a bad shout, actually. He's a very good shout. My centre-back is is uh, Nat Phillips okay. from Liverpool. So I see he's been... Um, He's asked to leave Liverpool. He wants some first-team football. I think he, he was pretty solid when he played mm. in Virgil van Dijk's position uh, last season. I think he played 20 games, played quite well. Uh, he did Liverpool really well against AC Milan. Yeah, um, Liverpool managed to scrape, you know, Champions League last year. So, uh, and he played a big part of that. So, I think he, he's 
well within his rights to want to go out for some first-team football. He's 24 years old, you know, coming into a good age. He's been tutored under Jurgen Klopp. He's been learning with Virgil van Dijk. The price tag they've set on him is 15 million. Very achievable. And he's fantastic in the air. So I think with those three transfers, they'd be well within pole position to try and get a step, get to stay up. Dean and that's about all the record do. Okay. Interesting. Go on, I'll go again. I'll go second again. Almost very similar actually to that, but I um, I'm gonna start with my rogue, my rogue one. I've I've gone with a striker. Now it's a bit it's a bit sort of posy choice. Um, but and admittedly, I know very little about him other than what I've read in the last few weeks. But um, I've gone for a player called, you may have heard of him, Valentin Castellanos, who plays for um, New York City FC, who's just won the MLS. Roe will know about him because he's been linked with Man City. Mm-hmm. And he's top. He's just won the Golden Boot because obviously their calendar is, is goes January to December, whatever it does. goes, you know, doesn't go in, doesn't go across two years. Um, I just thought to myself, because as you said, with, with like Vlalovic isn't going to go, obviously Mbappe and, and people like that. I, I think if you're Newcastle right now, what you don't want is players who are who are going to who are going to see coming to Newcastle as a big sort of step down, or you know a kind of oh this is a... remember when QPR signed all those like um, Bazinga and and Park Ji Sung and Fabio de Silva and all that sort of stuff, and it just didn't work because all those players saw that this is a I'm not. I've played, you know, my entire club career at the top and now I'm in a relegation scrap. I feel like you don't want those sorts of players going to Newcastle. You want players who think, this is my break. And this guy would absolutely do that. He, he looks he looks like a, a pretty sharp striker. He's scored goals from, from a lot of places. He's 24, so he's not like he's he's a he's a prodigy. But, he, you know, he, I, I feel like, you know, if you could get 10, 15 goals out of him, that would be, that'd be decent, or not, not this season, but... Six or seven goals before the end before the end of the season. That that would be you know goals in in themselves would be enough to just get a few points here and there and keep you up. I don't, as I say, I don't think they can quite get a big name striker yet because it's just too much of a risk. If you're if you're, does he perform to or overperform his XG in anywhere? I haven't checked XG stats. You'd be a shock to hear. Um, <laughs> but um, but no, I just think he's in he's in good form. But there's talk of him going to City as you know as a kind of not as a Guerra replacement, but as a you know, as a kind of sub striker, and you know, I just, I just think they've got they striker to... for the team without a striker. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm <laughs> guessing behind Harry Kane or or who are Harland or someone. But if um, uh, you know, they've got Callum Wilson, they so they have got potential for goals. But I just think adding a few more in a relegation scrap is never a bad thing, and he's in, he's supremely confident. Blah 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 blah. Um, centre back. It's it's obvious, but I just think it's obvious because it's because it's the right thing. Is James Tarkovsky, like mm. he wants to leave Burnley? <sighs> I nearly went for Joe Gomez because I like Joe Gomez, and that's why I was thinking he's very similar to the yeah, Nat Phillips thing. He but, doesn't really um, get sniffing at Liverpool, really. No, but but I thought actually the one you'd want you want some proper leadership and you want someone who's used to that sort of football. I'm not sure Joe Gomez coming in would would particularly stabilize. A relegation team, but I think Tarkovsky, you know, has been he hasn't been in relegation scraps, you know, every season, but you know, he knows that sort of defensive put your body on the line kind of football. And, and uh, it's obvious, I think he is going to go there in Jan, but I think I think it's, it's a good move. And then center mid, 
Um, I've gone for Ross Barkley. Similar sort of thing to, to Deli Ali. I could have taken Deli Ali. I hadn't really thought of Deli Ali, but I think Ross Barkley's really well on loan at Villa last year before he got injured. Um, you know, he was behind Grealish, their second most important player for, for, for a time, and he got injured and didn't get back in the team, sadly. But he's not playing much at Chelsea. I think he's he's had enough of a fall from grace where he wouldn't be completely demotivated by going to Newcastle. I think he'd see that as this is you know you know I, I you know I need to make this work and this is my first chance in three or four years to play regular football and and he, you know and he's and he's a good player. He's got goals in him. Um, so yeah, I think I think that would be a good mix: centre back, creative midfielder who can get you goals, and and a slightly risky but potentially quite lucrative. Striker, he could oh. maybe sell for a bit higher if you didn't fancy later. Well, so I feel like there's been a bit more method has been placed into some of these uh, transfers with you guys than I have. I've just oh, yeah. Not necessarily. This made me think about the reasons why I think these players can 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 do a job there. So I'm glad that you two went first. Just give me some thinking time. Um, you've mentioned a few players that I put in my like worthy candidates, but I've essentially gone with more of a defensive three signs. So I've gone for a goalkeeper, a centre back, and a central defensive midfielder. Right, I've gone with the goalkeeper, and this is probably the most rogue rogue transfer that could happen. Aretha Balaga. Yeah. Because like I feel like he's kind of getting ushered towards the door regarding Chelsea. He's came with obviously a hefty price tag and a lot of expe- a lot of expectation. And you know, unfortunately, he's as as brilliant as he's been at times. He's equally been quite rational and he hasn't really adapted well. And I think that's just come with the pressure of the price tag the kind of the, the structure of the club being kind of topsy-turvy with management and players going in and out, in and out all the time. And with him being quite a younger goalkeeper, I think maybe this could be his kind of revival transfer. Mm. Yeah, I quite I quite like that. I, I think that he's, he doesn't play regularly for Chelsea anymore, obviously, but he's, I can't remember that. I mean, his last few performances have been have been been good, like you know, really good. I've not seen him make a mistake in a, in a long time. But I just think that if 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 Newcastle really improved, he would happily you know be their be their keeper for for a few years. If you know, yeah. even, even if they got a lot better. Do you think though he's enough of an improvement right now under Bravka? I would how, say so. How much would you pay if you were Newcastle for him? I mean, it depends. Really, money's not really an issue. I think it's more yeah, of a wage. Isn't, I money think isn't the issue, but Chelsea will want some of their feedback. Of course, of course, because they know, oh, it's Newcastle, and they know that they'll be desperate. For, uh, but also, the issue with him was that the price tag was too hefty, and that put pressure on him. So Chelsea will want some of the money back, so he'll be going for a high price tag, which will put pressure on him because he'll be he will come true. in as Newcastle's most expensive signing. Uh, true. However. I feel like I think I think his next move needs to be out of the Premier I, League first. I don't. I don't think that the price tag was the thing that affected him. I just think he. It's got to be. He's coming as the world's most expensive. I think the media. I think, I think, I think the people, media people forget this. He was him. fine for a year. He was fine under Sarri. 
It was only under Lampard that the mistakes started. I know he had that thing where he fought with Sarri, but he wasn't making mistakes under Sarri like all the time. No. Anyway, yeah. sorry. So I don't know. I think I think it would be an improvement personally. I, I, I think that he's, he remind he does remind me in some instances of uh, De Gea with his kind of you know his kind of reflex saves and his kind of obviously he's not he's not a massive figure in the box. He's not yeah, tall. He's not imposing. He's De Gea. Yeah, so I think there's quite a lot of similarities. I think it could be a revival project for him, but also for the club. I feel like if you if you've been given three transfers for Newcastle, I think there's much bigger issues in that squad than the goalkeeper. That, that was why I didn't go for keeper. Yeah. But now, but when you said Kepper, I was like, actually, that's if I had yeah, to go for one, that's it. probably one of the one of the ones I think would be worth oh, spending a bit of bit of money on it. So moving. A position forward in central defence. A player that's already played under Eddie Howe, Nathan Ake. Ah, he was my maybe. That's such a good one. Yeah. Do you, so, think, do you think he would leave? I think he would, yeah. Yeah, he's not playing, is he? Because he's, he's not played frequently. Yeah. The majority of the time when he has played, he's been consistent. I've not really been able to say anything bad about him. Most of them games he hasn't played high profile games, but regardless of that, he, you know, this season he's played a few games. I know he's had like a few issues with like family outside of football, so that could have come into play with the amount of appearances that he's made. But I feel like he's already worked with Eddie Howe, he already knows what a relegation battle feels like. He's got experience working with top players, and I feel like he'd be a great person to have in that central defence commanding the defence basically he'd walk into almost maybe a captaincy role yeah he, he's I don't know lucky, he holds he? him just to not use him well it, I, I, th- I think he's he's versatile isn't he and I and, mm. and obviously he was, a, he was he's probably better than Bournemouth and I think that you've got unlucky he's got unlucky given the fact that since he arrived you haven't really had yeah. any centre-backs get injured for yeah and he's, so, he's sort of been unlucky Sod's law in it Sod's yeah. law but he can play centre midfield. He can play left back. So I think that's probably why you got him. He's just, just yeah, unfortunate. Been unfortunate. Yeah, I think for for Newcastle that'd be a big big help as well. I think it definitely be one of them um, with a relegation release clause in the contract. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, to be fair, I think with any signings Newcastle make in January, there will be a relegation release clause in it. To be honest. Mm. But I, see and, that. I, club, I would see that as I would be like, no, I, I wouldn't sign it. If, if some player insisted on that, I'd be like, well, you're not, you're not, you're, well, I'm not having you then. Because I think that's the problem. Yeah, you don't want players coming in who are like, I'm only here if, if, if we survive relegation because I'm off. You know, I don't really give a shit about that. You want players going like, because, you know, you'll come back up. Let's be honest. <laughs> They're going to come back up, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I understand why players might, players might want it. It's Newcastle that's in 19th place at the end of the yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'd want some reassurances as a player that I'm, mm. I know I'm better than the league below this level. I'm coming to you, but then don't go to on a the basis team, that don't go to a team that's a relegate that's in a relegation scrap. Then if you if yeah, you're but if you're going there, go you're almost going there knowing you're above that level in good faith. Yeah, but then you're in the no. mindset of going, it's all right because if we go down, I'm not going to be here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not have exactly. Kind of you're you're getting paid a load of money above what any other player playing for a 19th place team would ever be like likely to get. Oh, you're going to have a team that's going to improve in the next few years. I, I think it's a lot. I mean, this is just my opinion. I, I would be insulted if a player said, "I want to 
I, 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 I would want one as a player, but I wouldn't yeah. have the balls to ask for one because I just didn't think it'd be. Yeah, a... that's why you get your agent to do it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Ro, your last option. My last, my last option. I think he's a, a, a podcast favourite. James Ward-Prowse. No, he's a he's a worthy worthy candidate. Olivier Skype. Oh, Oliver Skip. Skip. Olivier Skip. I, I, mate, I think I think they've they've got a lot of money. They don't have that much money. Oliver <laughs> Skip. They don't have 140 million. I'm fantastic in that. Oliver Skip squad. is starting eleven for Tottenham. He's not going to go there. But he would be amazing. He the, would because he's fantastic. Uh, well, and no be, one seems to see but, it. Well, this is the thing: no one seems to see it. Whilst he's at Tottenham, when he goes Newcastle, everyone would see it because it'll just highlight the job that he does even more. Which is no discredit to Tottenham because it just shows that obviously there's good the other areas that are you know being done properly as well. But debatable. <laughs> but I think he would he would really really do well stopping mm. interceptions basically as a defensive mid. Just him. He's, a, he's fantastic on the ball as well. Yeah, good work, Brett. I think as well. I think it would he's really strong, relieve a lot of quick. pressure going forward for the front three. So yeah, I think yeah. I think I, th- I think the issue with Newcastle is I the defense. I this out as an Oliver Skip appreciation statement. I think he is literally one of our best players and our youngest prospects that we have going through at the minute. I think he's going to be a world class player, and I hope after the World Cup. In the next set of international, he gets called. Do you think? Do you think he starts for Tottenham next year? Yeah. Do you think you're gonna buy? Not you're not gonna buy a centre mid because it looks like I a double is off, doesn't it? Yeah, and double is off, but that double pivot of Hoybier like, and Skipped got us ten points out of. Four I understand. Games. It. I understand it's done well, but do you not? Do you think Conte won't be interested in get in? Possibly? I mean, I think we're going for Frank Kessier on a free transfer. Right, but I won't skip in the same every yeah. day. Like he, he's a he's a born Tottenham fan. Absolutely loves the club, and you can see it when he plays. Like I don't want to be yes. all football cliche, right? I, I do not want to be breaching that territory. But you can see it in his work rate. Right? Does he get it? He, he gets he, it. He just gets it. Yes. He just gets it. He just yeah. right, he does. He does. I mean, look, Please I, go I like I like, I like Skip. I, I think um I, I think probably yeah, I don't think he'd leave Tottenham in, in Jan. Um but not a bad not a bad suggestion. I think maybe at the imagine in the summer you, you went for him, that might might he might have gone. May, there. May, well, Ash has mentioned a loan, maybe a loan to buy. Nice. And David, close us out, my friend. So my first signing is a centre back, and it is Eric Bailly. Bailly, okay, yeah. So I think Eric Bailly is an, is a quality centre back. I think he's obviously yeah. been hampered by injuries. There was a point in his United career where I was like, "Why did we not sign him?" And it was like, "What thirty mil from Villa?" He was so good, and obviously his career's gone downhill somewhat. He doesn't really play for United. I don't think United fans have that affinity towards him anymore. So I think he'll be a very smart addition if you can just keep him fit. Yeah. And I think he'll be a great centre-back, can play out of the back, can tackle, can head the ball. I feel like he'll be a great presence. Yeah, he's another one like like Kepa where 
if if he went there, he could he could grow into you know yeah. just become part of their team for the next yeah five six years. He's he's not he's he's good enough to be in the United team, isn't he? Obviously, they have got Maguire and Varane, who yeah. are also good players. But um, I agree that there's there's definitely an opening there. You could you could convince him. I think. And I feel like he needs some just some support and trust from a manager. I feel a bit. Yeah. Oh, they never but, liked him or trusted him. Ranić. His fitness is, is is obviously he has been injured quite a bit, yeah. but you know, if you could, that's a gamble. Big if, yeah, yeah. My second signing, and I think I went down the route that you mentioned has of a creative midfielder. Yeah, is um, Awa from Leon. Okay, yeah. Um, you, I just Ash, went Ash is shaking his head. I, I, obviously, if if Newcastle he's shaking his head because Tottenham are after him, that's why. <laughs> nah, nah. If 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 um if Newcastle get our, he would dramatically change that team. I have no issues with that. I just don't mm. think he'd move there. No, it's yeah, it's a tough one because I think that his stock is probably at its lowest it's been since before he was known as a player. So you wouldn't have too much competition. I think if someone wanted to sign him, they would have signed him by now. I think he's Arsenal after him. It, we were after him. You were after him. Madrid apparently went for him. And it's, no it's, one was... it's very reminiscent of Nabil Fekir, don't you think? Yeah. Remember yeah. how everyone wanted Nabil Fekir and then yeah. he, his move to Liverpool fell through and then he's just we just ended up into nothing. He just turned into nothing. Yeah. So I feel that it's not, it's unlikely, but it's not impossible. I feel that yeah, if okay. Newcastle put some money down and was like, we'll offer you... With a relegation money. release clause. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you could probably get one. <laughs> with your, yeah, with your relegation release clause, I think they'll definitely be done. And imagine if he does well for that six months, he then might get it back on it where like he might get back on the radars of the Madrid's. Or the I suppose that, that's the lure, that's the part of the Premier League for better or for worse is that mm. if you go to the Premier if, if you had six months at Newcastle and you and you did well and they went down you, you'd get someone to buy you, yeah. you know, yeah. Tottenham would buy you or Arsenal or whatever so one of the, little, one of the smaller yeah. ones you know yeah, the price <laughs> of your relegation though. release clause <laughs> oh, you know, Jared, Jared Bowen has a relegation release clause at West Ham really? I mean, I, I don't mind relegation release clauses generally. I mean, if they're if they're done in context, but it's just if it's like literally like I'm putting this in because in six months there's a high chance that we're going down, I'd be like, well, no, don't <laughs> join them if you're if it's you're afraid. Yeah. You either want to come to the club or you don't. Anyway, and your third? My third, I was torn between two, and both of them are ironically or unironically Arsenal players. So the one that. I'm not going to go for, but was Aubameyang. Uh, the one nice. that I think that Newcastle should go for and him on one wing and St. Maximan on the other is Pepe. Ooh, okay. How much would you want for him? <sighs> from you know, £72 million. Pounds. Nah, 40. We'll, we'll bite your hand off for 30 mil. I think that Pepe is another player I think that just needs... Some just some trust from the manager and just be like, go out and express yourself. I feel that with the team that I've, well, the three signings that I've brought in, I think you've got, especially with our obviously, you've got that creativity and someone who's going to look to find him and give him the ball. And we as Arsenal don't really play to his strengths. We're a possession based team. While at Lille, he was, they were obviously a counter attacking team and he was more like a a right-sided forward as opposed to right-winger. He's literally 
like touching the chalk at the side of the pitch. You want him to be up near the near the striker. So I feel that him, say Max Mom, and then if you want to go for like a Callum Wilson or so, I feel like that's a really, really strong, a lot of flair. Do, do you not think that essentially St. Maximum and Pepe are relatively the same player, pretty much? I feel maybe, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I feel that it's the principle of their flair and unpredictability that can work for them and against them as well. That if channeled in the right way, I think that could be a really potent strike force. Mm. And in terms of tracking back, how would, how would we deal tracking, with that? Tracking back, I, but this is where... I've not watched, I'm not watched tactics, too much Pepe. This is where the tactics come in of, with Newcastle, they're in a position where I think you have to be solid at the back and maybe then give the licence to your three attackers to be just go express yourself, maybe an hour mm. as well. So you almost build the team around them and the rest of the team <clears throat> sort of does the sort of the, the legwork and does all the dirty work as well. That's how I would Industrial say. midfielders. Do you think yeah, Pepe I think would... you've got someone like John Joe Shelby, I mean, you got Isaac Hayden. I just feel that if I was Newcastle manager with that team that I've just said, I would build the team around them because mm. when you're in a relegation but you obviously need to be solid defensively but you need to get goals as well you need to score do you think Pepe would go do you think do you think he would see his time at Arsenal as it's, I've tried it it's not worked if, if yeah because I think Arteta if if Newcastle came in with a 30-35 million pound bid or an acceptable bid in the eyes of Arsenal I can't see Arteta saying no reject it I want him he doesn't play We've been 2-3-0 up in games, 10, 15, 20 minutes ago. He doesn't bring him on. He brings mm. on um, Eddie Nketiah, who's leaving in the summer, who has no future. Yeah, on. This, is, this is your record transfer you're it's talking damning. about. Right? It's damning to see that. And if you're Pepe on the bed... I'm, 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 like, I'm right with you, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, especially with the Obama. I feel like him and Pepe and Obama, I feel like, have a good relationship. So I wonder if also, and this is me just guessing, if... Pepe more has more of an allegiance towards Aubameyang than he does Arteta because it's like, well, look, he's sort of keeping you out of the team as well. That's what he did to me. I um, I it's interesting you say Aubameyang because I, I made this list before he was banished. Mm. Um, I, I and when you said him, I was like, actually, that's that that's yeah. that's really interesting because he's kind of a bit like I can't be asked. Go him. back to the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Banished exactly. from professional football. The football. only thing I was thinking, I feel that. They need a, a winger more than a striker. Not that, obviously, Aubameyang's better than Callum Wilson, even though his probably stats don't back that up at the moment. But I don't know. I feel that Newcastle have... They need, goal, they need goals from, from out yeah. wide, don't they? Has can you do um, a collective three of all the ones that we said? So you choose the best three. So we can, you can mix the match. It doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to pick all of mine now, right? <laughs> so, so I went for um, Tarkovsky, Ross Barkley, and uh, Cast- uh, Castellanos. Um, Ash yeah. went for Luca Dean, Nat Phillips, and Deli Ali. Josh on loan. On loan. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that, Ari. On loan. Uh, Josh went for Kepa, uh, Nathan Ake, and Olivier Scape. And um, Egby went for uh, Eric Bailly, Awa, and Pepe. I mean, okay. I mean, if I, if you if you're letting me do it, I like I, as I said. I, no, I like I like the I like the Kepa thing, but I don't think they need a goalkeeper enough. If you if you're limiting it to three transfers, I definitely think they need a centre. I mean, oh god. 
Ake is a shout though. I'll give her that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, do you know what? I, 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 yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I'm gonna go. For, I'm gonna go yeah. for Ake because I think yeah, I, I like that, and and I and I agree. He would be a bit of a, a bit of a leader, which is why I went for Tarkovsky. But actually, Ake is a yeah. Ake is a good shout. Um, I like Luka Dinash, but I don't. I, again, I'm I'm not sure that fullbacks are get. It's a bit like keepers. I'm a bit like, do they really need to? Is that really, I, you know. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna Ake. go for Ake. Awa and Castellanos. I think goals. I think it's surprising that there's been another striker. He's the biggest risk and could be crap. But sod it. I think you, you know one nil wins when you've been crap. Courtesy of the I think the only the only criticism yeah, with that, that is, and then he won't be the striker in two years. But sorry, the only criticism with that is they've already tried and tested that with Almiron when he was at Atlanta. I was thinking, true. This is true, but I, I don't think they're in a position to get. Anyone who's lit, who's necessarily a really confident centre forward, who's who's guaranteed you any goals. I know they've had a lot of bad luck, as you say, with Almiron, and even with like Joe Linton coming from a you know, well, Joe Linton didn't have a good goal. He's not really a lone striker. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I suppose said I, I, I just seen Haller, but obviously he's not going to move anywhere at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's doing, doing fantastic, so well. especially I, in the Champions League. I just wanted someone that I know would come in and and be really motivated and is super confident and looks a good player, but. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a posy one. I know. Um, Awa, I like that. I I I didn't think of him. I, I think he's a step up on Barclay and yeah, Aki. I think is the is the, probably the best defensive shot. I didn't pick anyone from Ash, but I, I chose you for pet peeves. So. And <laughs> <laughs> no swings and roundabouts. Swings and yeah. roundabouts. Can we say any other worthy uh, men- mentions? mentions? Yeah. You do Please. love an honourable mention. I, I love an honourable mention because there's people, you know, <laughs> out of all the players in, in, in one team or multiple leagues. So on my list, I had Harry's dream boy, Ruben Loftus Cheek. Ah, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't know. <laughs> <sounds right. laughs> what I will say, what, what I will exactly say, about him, he's just like, he's just exactly like how Ash feels about Olivier Sky. Yeah. I must say, <laughs> I'm beginning. I'm. I'm. I'm slightly the right. The bloom is slightly coming off the rose with with Loftus Cheek now, and it's interesting because I'm starting not completely, but I'm starting to think mm. of him in the same way that when the mm. criticism I gave um, Moussa Dembele. He's got, he's got all the ability in the world, and Egby, you did say this, which, which I will say for fair play. Oh, but, did I now? <laughs> but I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can pull up. I can pull up 20 different clips from the Sarri season <laughs> where that wasn't the case. So I think I think he's regressed since his injury and he's and he's a bit less sure of himself and possibly in the you know blah 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 blah. But I'm beginning to get a bit frustrated with him because I think he has all he has a lot of nice flicks and stuff. He's yet to properly make a difference in a game. You know, that could be that. I think he, he's better suited to a three-man midfield than he is a two and then blah blah blah. But anyway, I'm blue is slightly coming off the rose. But I still don't think he's playing too much for Chelsea to, to let him go, which is why I went for Barkley. Uh, what about Danny Drinkwater? <laughs> <laughs> take him, take him. <laughs> Absolutely no love for Danny Drinkwater on this podcast. Uh, thank you very much once again for joining us. Feel free to give us a follow on social media. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. Both handles are at Edge of the Box Pod. We'll see you again next week. Bye bye.